What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Round Tripper here on 89.1 WXVU Villanova Radio. It is Monday, April 8th, 7.06 p.m. I'm Pat Sang, alongside Matt Wood and Ben Moy. No Conrad Bayer today as he is swamped with work. Boys, how are we doing? Good, I'm good. How are you? We're good. Moy's making the comeback. He's finally back. Yeah, we finally got Benjamin back. How are you doing? A little, little bit of a hiatus, but thank goodness he's back. Yeah, I got a growing practice, but not today, though. Not, not today. today. We're on the ergs today. Oh, how'd that go? Hey, how's, how's, not how's, not how's good. Erg, not, not good. good. <laughs> Why not good? Yeah, <laughs> it's erging. That's fair. For those who don't know, erging is just the rowing machines. Like the the physical, like the act of using the machines is is used as the verb erging. So that is that is. What Thank you for that. So that's that's is. learning. That's rowing one hundred and one. Yes. Yes. So yes. big. Do you guys have a race this upcoming weekend? Yes, we do. And Where uh, is it? Matt Wood is making a comeback. Yes, I know. It's very exciting. Matt Wood is back on rowing. Matt Wood, how we, are you feeling? Uh, it's uh, in Philadelphia. Ecstatic. Ecstatic. I'm in Moore's, Moore's boat. We're a pair together. It is great. Oh, my God. That's electric. The Round Tripper crew. Oh, yeah. I'm so proud. We should, we, we, should get, we should start an Instagram and like give updates on the team over the break. What do you think, kid? No. <laughs> Why not? Uh, you, you have a lot of great ideas. That's not good. <laughs> Well, we'll work through it. Of course, starting with the shout outs. Thank you to everyone for listening. We have a real laundry list to get through yet again. Because here today too. Make sure you Of course, of Nathaniel Rolden, we are so thrilled to have you here on campus. Nice to have you back. Uh, Marine Corps, oorah. Uh, so Connor, Jordy, Jules, Shannon, Megan, Joe, Rebecca, Fiona, Emma, Rick, Dan, Jane, Sherwood, Brian, Jack, Sophia, Annie, Elizabeth, Jen, Rihanna, Mike Rayo, my Uncle Ken, Marie, Joe, Johnny, Mom, Dad, Bears, Woods, Moyes, Everyone and anyone, squad's all here. Thank you for listening. Podcast is live every Tuesday morning on iTunes and Spotify. Just search Round Tripper. That's two Last words. Last week got corrupted, correct? That's Last week's audio file got corrupted. Yeah, Moy, exactly. what are you doing to that mic? I was just adjusting it. I was just made a horrible sound in my headphones. I don't have headphones. Hey, it takes a couple weeks off and he forgets about how the, yeah, how the mic's work. the place. I mean, this is unbelievable. Un- unreal. And the phone line is open. Skype, Patrick Zhang, 315. All lowercase, all one word. We have multiple guests calling in today. Very exciting show. We have Jordan and Rick calling in in this first segment when we get to the national title game. And Jack Sherwood calling in for a little Masters preview in a little bit. So I'll wait till we get to the Masters to give my thoughts on that. Big, big, big. More you did Moy, again. More, more, you, more, you're driving me nuts right now. <laughs> Again. But uh, anything like, more moves the mic and it, the, the whole thing, the whole sta- stadium, the stadium, the whole studios are coming down. So uh, anything else you guys want to get in before we get started? I'm excited to hear your monologue, Patterson. You're I'm excited forward to it all weekend. Uh, that, you know, that's what I want to hear. That warms my heart. Mm-hmm. But uh, so. All right. So what a beautiful day it was today. In, was beautiful day today. in Villanova, Pennsylvania. We hit 80 degrees today on the main line. The sun was shining. People were out at the Oreo. We had a softball scrimmage. Oh, it was a great day. I know I couldn't wipe the smile wait, off wait, my wait, face. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, it was a great day. Oh, it was Beautiful. a great day. Oh, I, I put that in my line, too, so I Did made sure actually, to really, like, enunciate there. That was there. good enunciation. Right? Like, hey, listen, I, I'm a professional at this. Right, I, right, I, sorry, I know sorry, what I'm sorry, doing. Sorry, keep going. I know I couldn't wipe the smile off my face after going through the winter that we've had. For sports fans, it truly is the best time of the year. There's no substitute. We survived the low of February and early March and have made it to Sports Heaven. It doesn't get any better than this. Tonight we have the national championship game from Minneapolis where two programs have quietly dominated their way to the top of the college basketball landscape. And they've done it with defense, with Texas Tank ranking number one in defensive efficiency and UVA fifth as according to Ken Palm, a.k.a. the Bible of college basketball. Everyone go check out Ken Palm. It's the best website there is for college basketball. It's primed to be a rock fight. It's going to be a great basketball game coached by two of the best in the nation. It does not stop there. Baseball is in full swing with one week down as we begin the marathon that is 162 games in 180 days. Harper, Machado, DeGrom, Puig in a brawl, Cody Bellinger, the Sox, the Cubs. The storylines are endless. And we're just one week in. Oh yeah, it's also Masters Week. So hello friends as we look upon golf royalty that is Augusta National and we will get to that more in a little bit. Tigers relevant, the field is stacked, the azaleas are blooming. It's a tradition unlike any other. But we're not done yet. The NHL playoffs get underway on Wednesday night in what primes to be an eventful and unpredictable affair, as always is. Gotta love the NHL playoffs. And if I don't respond to you on Wednesday night, it's because I'm busy pacing across uh, Connor and Matt's apartment as the Islanders drop the puck against the Penguins at Nassau Coliseum. And the final week of the NBA regular season is upon us, finally. And while the Golden State Warriors will be crowned champions in just over six weeks, we can make a big deal about who the last team is to get into the Eastern Conference playoffs and get absolutely annihilated in the first round. Oh, and don't forget, the NFL draft is just three weeks away. It truly is the best time of the year. There is no other answer. 
And with that, we are going to get into some Final Four review, looking back at the past weekend. Before we jump into that, though, definitely have to say uh, shout out to the Baylor women who took home the women's national title, 82-81 over Notre Dame. Uh, Chloe Jackson hit a game-winning layup with six seconds left, and that's now back-to-back classics in the women's championship game. Uh, Notre Dame involved in both of them last year. ND hit the game-winning uh, buzzer beater against Mississippi State this year, a heartbreaker, but uh, another fantastic showing by the women. So that is awesome. And now we get into the final four. UVA 73, Auburn 72. Now, the big big thing coming from this game, the late game no call with the double dribble, and then at the late game call with the foul on Kyle Guy. What did we think? <coughs> the better team won. Very plain and simple. Those, not the maybe not the right calls, but the better team won. So, I agree. What do you think, Matthew? Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> mm, I don't uh, know. The last, I I just think more of the last play of the game and how it came to like the the call no call scenario. I hate to see Auburn lose that game because while. You could argue that the like refs were on their side and calls were going their way, and they they played they got a lucky game kind of thing. Um, I would say that to see a game end on free throws is not that it's not an exciting way to end a game because it is and it was very dramatic if he was going to hit all all three free throws that kind of thing. Sure, but. I don't know. For the final play of the game to be kind of put in the ref's hands, I, I do agree it was a foul and everything, and I do 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 agree that he absolutely absolutely should have been at the line in that situation. I just wish as a fan it, there was a better way to end the game than a kid stepping up to the free throw line, not because it wasn't dramatic or anything, but because I like to see a final play of the game where a guy drives the lane, step back three, goes to the basket, tries to put it in, tip in, something like that. I don't know. That's just me. I think that game... For how for how great it was in all the in all the grand scheme things to come down to free throws at the end of the game, I like that's basketball. I get that, but just as a fan watching the game, I I wasn't a huge fan of how it panned out. No, and I, I think that's very true. That of course we want to see the action there. Going going to the calls, I think the uh, the missed double dribble that one's the one that stings because that was a clear double dribble. Uh, Jerome dribbled it off his leg, picked it up, and then kept going. Uh, and now I'll say we'll get into the portion where if you're an Auburn fan, you're probably going to want to mute this because I'm about to make you very, very sad um, as I go through it. But Auburn completely blew this game, and they don't deserve to win this game because of how they handled it down the stretch. So for, well, what I will say to start with a positive first is Auburn was down nine with four minutes left against Virginia and found a way to take the lead mm-hmm. with under two minutes left, which is incredible because that's scoring in spurts against UVA, which just never, ever happens. So Bryce Brown hits the corner three to put Auburn up 59-57 with just under two minutes left. And then we go... Fast forward, 17 seconds left. Auburn is up four after just hitting free throws. They're up four with 17 seconds left. They allow Kyle Guy to run off a screen and hit a corner, a fadeaway corner three. Virginia has two options. It's Kyle Guy or Ty Jerome in that situation. And they allow Guy to get open and get that fadeaway three off, and it goes in. All right, so a one-point game. There's only six seconds left because Virginia took their time on it anyway. Again, so Virginia fouls. Auburn goes to the line. Jared Harper goes one for two there. He had a chance to put Auburn up by three. He missed the second free throw at the line, so they're only up two. So that leaves you with six seconds left. They gave UVA a chance. Then they messed up yet again. They fouled Ty Jerome with 1.5 seconds left on the clock. Yes, they had the foul to give, but Jerome would have had to chuck up basically a half-court shot at that point to win the game. So they blew that, giving UVA a chance to draw something up. And then they fouled Kyle Guy at the end. Auburn blew it. They absolutely blew it. They found a way to blow a four-point lead with 17 seconds left, and they did it to a T. And because of that, they don't deserve to win the game. It's that simple. Could not agree with you more. Thank you, Benjamin. <laughs> great insight, great insight. I, I mean, mean, they blew it. It's yeah, that simple. They did. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. So did. get upset about the foul call, but the team absolutely mishandled not have been in that every position. portion that they physically could have down the stretch. I agree. I think that... Uh, <clears throat> It was uh Yeah, like I said, like I think Auburn got hot at the end. They did, of. which is fantastic. It's against UVA. That's fantastic. That's a huge feat, but then they choked it away. It's that simple. This did not come down to the rest of us in the call. This was Auburn completely choking. And that is why you see UVA in the title game tonight. But moving forward, because I do want to get those guys on the phone soon. Texas Tech, Michigan State, uh Texas Tech sixty one, MSU fifty one. What it simply came down to there is Texas Tech on defense. Number, as I said, number one defensive. If I could speak, I'm sorry, I'm still sick. 
but working the way through. Uh, the best defensive efficient team in the country, according to Kempom, held Michigan State to 32% from the field, 29% from three. They won with Jared Culver scoring one point in the first half, 10 points total. That's scary if you're going into this title game because Culver is their best player. Yes, like I say all the time, defense wins championships. Amen. <laughs> Am I wrong? I knew that was coming. <laughs> Moy loves his cliches. I mean, I mean, yeah, to be fair, this Texas Tech team, I'm really scared if I'm Virginia. Yeah, this Texas Tech team, if you have watched their path that they've got that they've gone through to reach the reach the finals, they have gone through heavyweight after heavyweight, and they're holding these guys to like to 60 points. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Michigan State just beat Duke. Duke, yeah. Duke, by all accounts, was the odds-on favorite from everyone. To win the entire to win the entire tournament going in, and Michigan State just beat Duke, and then for Texas Tech to that now beat Michigan State by ten, they held Michigan State to fifty one points. It's that's it's unheard of. Like and they're, and they're, they brought back most of their roster from the year before. I mean, this is not like the they brought in a ton of new guys that are have unbelievable talent. This is the same exact team that they had last year, and they've mm-hmm. just grown together as a team. They've been coached better, and it's they're they're a scary matchup. I. This, this championship game tonight is going to be something interesting to watch. It, it really is. Chris Beard is an incredible coach. So they do have Tariq Owens back, uh, former St. John uh, player there. So also fun to see the Big East represented this. And he played spectacular, actually, against Michigan State. I believe he had three blocks. Uh, he did have three blocks uh, to go along with seven points and four boards. Uh, did go out with the injury, but he will play tonight. Now, he, lo- he looked really banged up. So we'll see how mobile he truly is. But Owens will be out there. Uh, Texas Tech shot 40% from three, only seven turnovers. It's it's going to be a really fun matchup. And, and Matt uh, appointed to the um, the teams they've had to go through. Texas Tech has the chance to join the 1985 Villanova Wildcats as the first team to run through four two-slash-one seeds in a tournament on the way to a national title tonight. Yeah, it's if they are able to win tonight ridiculous. as they beat Michigan, Gonzaga, Michigan State, and now a chance to beat another one seed in Virginia. So Texas they Tech... They also beat a Buffalo team, I will say. Very Buffalo was on. excellent. They had them in the Elite Eight. Uh, Buffalo was a really good team. Buffalo, they, yeah. they made them look like boys. It's, no, it's absolutely. Buffalo had an incredible done. season, and they were a brutal six seed, and Texas Tech worked them. So it, it really, Buffalo was the best six seed in the tournament. Definitely. Like, but, but, bar none, they were the best six. They were uh, better yeah. than, than Marquette. Marquette was a five Absolutely. Team. So I will not argue with you there and so that will lead into our national title preview here as we get ready for jordan and rick to call in but so we have the national title game here texas tech against virginia 9 20 p.m tip off just there we go <laughs> all right slight delay but we're on what's up guys hey hey How are you? All good. Welcome to the show. How we doing? Good. Good. All right. So get a long day. It has been a long day. I I feel you. And tonight is a monumental night for Rick's pick, which we will get to in a little bit. But starting with Texas Tech and Virginia tonight, as I said, 920 tip off in Minneapolis. What is the key matchup that we're all looking for tonight? We'll start with you guys on the phone. Um, well, obviously it's a matchup Defensive powerhouses, and I think that's going to be the most interesting thing to watch. It's not going to be the most fireworks, but obviously two of the strongest defensive teams in the country going at it, putting up a historically low total for the over-under. So that's really going to be the key is who's going to be playing better defense, but more importantly, who's going to be hitting those contested shots, to be honest. Absolutely. And so I, what I'm looking at in this in this game as the, the key matchup for me, it's actually a dream matchup. It's it's if you want to go straight to the star power, it's Jared Culver against DeAndre Hunter. So both are listed as guards, even though both can definitely play longer than that. The athleticism is uh, is really impressive by both. So Culver this year is averaging 19.6 boards and four assists at 22 against Michigan. He's a true stud. Uh, DeAndre Hunter 15 and five this year, freakish athlete, can play inside, can play outside. Those two are going to be matched up with each other throughout a lot of the game. I cannot wait to see how that turns out. And you can also look inside as well. With we'll see how healthy Tariq Owens is, but going up against Diakite, who's just a defensive freak down there, just they're gonna be a lot of blocks tonight. <laughs> It'll be a lot of contested shots, just like you said, Jordan. And whoever hits those contested shots, obviously, is going to be in really good position because pretty much every shot tonight's gonna be contested with how good these teams are. Uh, what about you guys? What matchups are you looking for? Oh, I was gonna say um, I think Diakite is probably gonna be uh, a big one to watch. I think that. <clears throat> In terms of offensively, hey, you know Kyle guys will be fine, but um, I think that if he, I say if DK, if DK, you know, if he has like 
10, 14, 15 points, like that's going to be huge. That's for huge them. for them inside, absolutely. So I think that like offensively, like he'll like obviously you know he brings defensively, but if he scores like you know in the you know the mid teens, like I think they're going to be you know like I said like the over under the over under is one eighteen. Mm-hmm. So like I think whatever team gets to sixty five is probably going to win. Oh, sixty five will definitely win tonight. I think. And maybe even sixty. Someone yeah, whoever gets to 60, to sixty probably could probably is going to win. Yeah, my my biggest takeaway from this game and what most people are going to be looking for tonight is, I mean, bar none is Texas Tech's defense, mm-hmm. and it's a question of really if they're going to show up or not, or if the stage is going to prove too bright for them. Because the reality is, is that they were still three seed going into the tournament. Um, they were not. Uh, they were not one of the top eight teams in the country going in, and that's because their offense, for what it is, it's not. Everyone talks about their defense. Their sure. offense is not necessarily up to up to par with a lot of other these powerhouses. Now they've proven that they can mm-hmm. still beat these other powerhouses because their defense is so good. But you look at a team like Virginia, who has definitely had ample time to not only watch film on Texas Tech, but all the other teams that they've been playing over the season, and they've been able to watch film on the teams that have beaten Texas Tech and see what they've been able to, what those teams were able to do right. So it's really a question of will Virginia be able to implement that off that game plan and that offense. In, uh, against a uh, Texas Tech team, because if they if they're able to and they come out in the first half really playing well and looking good, I think this game's going to be over quick. But if Virginia isn't able to do that and Texas Tech is hanging around, I could absolutely see Texas Tech winning this game late. Yeah, no, certainly. And just got a text from Fiona. So what's up, Fee? Thanks for listening. And appreciate the support. So Jordan, over unders at one eighteen. I know we were talking about it at lunch a little bit. What do you think here? Over under. Obviously, the defenses are so good. Which way do you lean? Well, this is the lowest over/under total for any national championship game that betting has been that common. I love the stats. Um, so, what what that tells me is that I would just have to side with Vegas here. Vegas is just begging people to take the over on this one and go against the trend of history. Um, so, I would have to side on with the under, uh, just because <laughs> Vegas is banking on all those over tickets. But I would hate to place that bet myself because I just would hate to have to watch and be praying for an under in the middle of this exciting game. I, I agree. I, I'm hoping we don't get a repeat of the uh, the Butler UConn national title from I believe that was 2013, which that game was just yep. a, a drag. And uh, yep. I, I pray that that does not happen tonight. Yeah, that's the only way this goes under. I mean, that game had 97, I think, which is well under this time. Well but. under, yeah. That game was a disaster. Benjamin, what are we thinking? I'm very, very honest. I don't have much hope for... Uh, very exciting game. Really? It seems to be a very defensive struggle. <clears throat> this is the thing. Like, I I like every now and then watching a good defensive game in, in football. In basketball, it's kind of tough because it, if, like, I like watching good defense, but and I think that, like, having no defense is, like, you know, also bad, but... But that being said, like when it's like a grinded out kind of you know no one's scoring game, I in basketball I I'm not a fan of that. I and, understand. Um, I think that though the you know every dog has their day, and I think this is Virginia's Virginia's time. Finally, I think so. I think you know I think that they you know it's been too long, and especially after they wouldn't. I also don't think they would have gotten here without last year happening with you know losing in the first round. You know, 16C. Oh, absolutely. You know they were coming back locked and loaded. So I think that they're ready to go tonight, and I think they're probably going to win just based off that. Sure. Matt? Yeah, I think that Virginia is far too talented and far too well-coached and far too resilient of a team to come all this way and not be able to put their best foot forward in the final game of the season with a national championship on the line. You look at a team that last year gets bounced by a 16C in the very first round, in the very first round, Mm -hmm which has never happened before. And for that team to come all the way back. As I was speaking, these two are... It's Benjamin's fault. Would you like to get get your shout-out in? Okay. Uh, no, oh, I want to do that at the oh, end. No, no, I'll do that at the end. I'm, I'm, I'm done talking. Oh, you just you just messed up Matthew's segment. I'm so done. get it. What, what's get your it? take? What's your take? I'm not telling you now. What's your take? I'm not telling you until you read whatever you have to read. Uh, my mother has Texas Tech to win. And Red she, Raiders. She also would like the... Uh, to discuss the Hallmark bracket, there's a, a Hallmark bracket of Merry March Madness, which, I mean, I don't exactly know what that is, but I'm assuming it's Christmas shows I, I can't Hallmark. Help so, but the more important thing that, I might as well get it in now while we're on this topic. There you go. Uh, my mother's birthday is this week. Happy birthday, Mrs. Moy. Uh, on Thursday, April 11th. 
she hates it when it's not on the masters because oh. you know she I don't know what my dad's gonna do at home because he, I don't think he's allowed, <laughs> technically allowed to watch but um so that's you know but we'll have to see but anyways I want to wish happy birthday to my mom happy birthday <laughs> well so there's a Texas I tech it. pick I I will just ah, skip my pick yeah fine I don't want well, to pick anyone well, we take? haven't gotten to the game yet we're doing over under still. Oh, we are? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh I over, said we're just about oh, to go. Over 118. All right, and I agree with you. I also think it goes over 118 because I think the number is so low. Virginia is actually the number three ranked offense, according to Ken Palm, just because, again, efficiency-wise, they get the best shots. They're running guys off of screens. They get a lot of good looks. Yes, Texas Tech is going to do a lot to mitigate that tonight, but Virginia is very well executed and very well coached, so we'll see how that goes. And now we get to the fun part. We get to the picks. Jordan, kick it off, and then we're going to Rick's pick. Ooh, all right, I get to go first here. Exciting. All right, so for Jordy's Lock of the Week, we're obviously going with the theme of the national championship game. Uh, and the pick, we'll start out with it, is going to be UVA minus one and a half is what the mm-hmm. line's at now. You, yep. you can take the spread, you can take the money line, you can take whatever you want. UVA is going to win by more than a point and a half for sure. A uh, few big stats, you already mentioned the biggest one. We'll go through the statistical profile of both of these teams, which is UVA's offensive efficiency is number three in the country. Um, but Love the even it. bigger one to look at is that their deficient, def, excuse me, defensive efficiency is number five in the country, putting them at an overall number one efficiency, offensive and defensive. Mm-hmm. And they also have the slowest pace rating possible out of any basketball team. So keep that in mind. When you look at Texas Tech, they do have the number one defensive efficiency rating. So there's no overhype there. Definitely true. And their offensive efficiency rating is at 28 Overall, that puts them at a number five overall efficiency rating. But basically, the biggest takeaway from that is Virginia has almost as good of a defense as Texas Tech. Yep, and a much better offense. Yeah, and they also have a better three-point defense than Texas Tech throughout the course of the season. Um, Jordy, where do do they rank uh, in terms of Villanova's team last year? Like the Ken Palm ranking. Whoa. Uh, that wouldn't work because Kempom is based on like the strength the schedule. For that yeah. Year. Uh, yeah. So it would be like against every, all different teams. Um, I like your thinking I would though. Assume they, it, they don't really compare to, to us overall would be my best guess, but I, I'm definitely biased. So what can I say? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but when, with that three point defense teams facing UVA this season have shot 27.2% from three where teams t- facing Texas tech have shot 30%. So that can be a little different based on strength of schedule. But in general, statistically, UVA actually has a better three-point defense. So in order for them to, to win this game, they're definitely going to have to be hitting their threes. Historically, they've, in this tournament, they haven't been doing very well because their best shooters, Jerome and Kyle Guy, haven't been putting up the numbers they're used to. And I just don't see them doing that for the rest of the series. Um, another interesting fact here is that this line of minus a point and a half is just a gross overreaction to one game, and that's that Texas Tech-Michigan State game. Michigan State were two-point favorites over Texas Tech, which sure. is more than this Virginia t- mm-hmm. team is. So what that tells you is, is Vegas is making that big of an adjustment from that one game against Michigan State. And obviously that says a lot about Texas Tech. However, you could also say they got lucky. That's just one game. I'll take the entire season of data over that one game. Um, <laughs> I love it. I'm thrilled by hearing <laughs> yep. this right now. Jordan, I love the yep. stats behind it. And uh, th- that was fantastic. All right, so Jordan's got Virginia minus one and a half. And now we'll get to Rick's pick. And why this is such a big deal tonight and why Rick is coming on for Rick's pick tonight is that if Rick is successful tonight, it will be his 100th victory of the year. So a huge deal here. All the pressure's on Rick. Rick, what are we thinking? Pat, this has been the longest day of my entire life. <laughs> this is what we've all been waiting for all year. The game, the national championship game. You have the team of so-called destiny, Virginia. They've escaped by the skin of their teeth multiple times this tournament, but they've always come out on top. And then you have the team that's been consistent all tournament, the team that everyone's betting, the one that everyone wants to get on is Texas Tech. And it seems like I can't win no matter who I pick. But when it comes down to it, I can't always go with who I want to win, and I have to, I have to go with who I think will win. And for that reason... We're taking Virginia at one and a half. Oh, you did go Virginia. I knew you were going to go Virginia. Oh, I love it. All right, so Jordan and Rick on Virginia, minus a point and a half. I like it. I'll go to me next. We're staying with it. I've also got UVA minus a point and a half tonight. I think UVA gets it done. They uh, just, Tony Bennett finally gets his crowning moment this year. Virginia, top of the basketball world, as they should be. They've been one of the top programs in college basketball the last couple years. I just, I don't think Texas Tech has what it takes to hang with Hunter, Jerome, Guy Diakite, 
They are so good. Texas Tech's going to keep this thing close. The point and the half is the big thing is that it's such a small spread, but I do think UVA pulls this thing out and covers at the end on free throws. Benjamin. All right. Well, I agree with all those things. I do think UVA is going to win. I think UVA is actually going to win and going away. Whoa. However, <clears throat> I'm going to go against that despite Jordy. Oh, oh, he despite just said he thinks UVA is going to win. Despite, going the despite statistical data, I'm going to pick Texas Tech. However, so I do think for no, no logic. the Moy we're, family is on Texas Tech. We have all the data that, that says that tells you Virginia's going to win. I, and I'm you're saying going with Tech I'm not, because the numbers don't matter. Sometimes it's about heart, Moy. You can't, you can't measure heart. I'm not saying no. UVA is probably going to win, but I'm picking Texas Tech. All right. Why? Just cause. Just cause. All right. So Moy's got Texas Tech. That, I mean, that has valid reason as, as anything. I'll take this game. Is going to be so close. Matthew, what do we think? Well, I'm glad Moy took Texas Tech because yeah. otherwise I would have felt pressure to yeah, take I Texas know, right? Tech. But I don't think Texas Tech is going to win. I think UVA is too well, as, as I said before, too well coached. Too many have too many star players on that team. They're going to come out there. They've watched their film. They've done their homework on how this team defends. Yeah, it's going to be an absolutely brutal matchup. But as Jordy just mentioned, UVA's offense compared to Texas Tech's offense, world's different. And totally their, de- their defense, wow, Texas Tech. Are comparable. Might be argued as the better defense, very comparable, and that that alone, coaching involved, the players involved, I would say UVA wins this by six. Absolutely, every, I, every dog has their day, and I I think. And is it Texas Tech's day today, Moy? No, I think it's UVA's day, but I'm <laughs> you're taking Tech. Tech. <laughs> yeah, illegal. You're yeah, illegal. I, I don't like illegal. what's going on here. Illegal. I, I, I discredit discredit. <laughs> my God, Moy. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the two of you. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you, Pat. Of course, Rick. I'm so proud you can make your radio debut. We'll have to have you on more. I'm going to sweat tonight, too. <laughs> It'll be a fun night. Can't wait to watch the game with you guys. All right, so that'll wrap up the college basketball segment here on Round Shipper. We're going to get into an NHL playoff preview coming up next. So, again, this is Round Shipper on 89.1. Thank you so much to Jordan and Rick for calling in. We've all got UVA except Moy, I think, who has Texas Tech, maybe. I but God knows. Yeah, God knows. So we're going to send it to a break. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening. This is Round Chipper, and we'll see you after the break. Are we off? Back here on Round Chipper and Moy, we are live this time. Okay, so now you know. <laughs> Goes, are we off? Into the mic. <laughs> I was, I, was about, I was back here. Can you hear me? Can you hear me from here? Oh, no, no, 100% yes. <laughs> I was trying to end the Skype call. <laughs> But it's all good. We're just having fun here. All right, so we're going to get into the NHL playoff segment of the show. I am super excited. So the NHL playoffs get started on Wednesday night. And so we're just going to go with some interesting things. Not going to touch on every series, but so we're going to go with most exciting first-round matchup. Now, would you like me to go first, or does someone else want to go? Uh, I do think that... I know what you're going to say, so you know what? You might as well go first. Well, well <laughs> hold on. I, I, don't, I haven't really looked at the West matchups yet, but like... In terms of the East, like I'll tell you this, like the Bruins and the Leafs. There it is. Yep. And I know it's a fantastic series because because they've never gone less than six games, especially like last year. Like they should they should have should have won in like four or five games, and they took them six or seven. Usually that's what happens with. The, I mean, they always play the Bruins stuff, so that you can expect a probably six game se- six seven game series. That does not expect a six or seven game series. I actually, there. funny enough, have the Bruins winning in four. In that, in <laughs> I, that I think they should. They absolutely should, but I they probably won't. Home home ice doesn't mean that much in the NHL. The Bruins have home ice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But when they go on the road, <laughs> no, but when they but when they have to go on the road, and they got to play away. Not going to matter. Oh, uh, you don't the think the Toronto crowd matters? Absolutely not. Oh, taking shots at Toronto. Have you have you looked at the recent history of when we played the Leafs? Well, yeah, and I'm just doing exactly what you did in the Texas Tech thing. Everything says it's going to go six or seven. I'm saying it's going to go four. Like you say, Virginia's going to win. I do love the Texas confidence in no that, reason. though. That, that, it's very bold. I think that series is going to be fantastic. I can tell. I will not even try to pretend that I'm unbiased on this. Obviously, I'm rooting for Boston because I cannot root for Judas in Toronto. Uh, so <laughs> let's go Bruins in the first round, at least. But B's in four, Pat. B's in four. Let's go Bruins. But my best matchup, actually, to look at is uh, is actually Tampa Bay versus Columbus, which you wouldn't think because you say, wait a second, Tampa had 126 points this year, tied the record for most wins in an NHL regular season. But there is so much star power and so much explosiveness in this series. You've got Panarin, or excuse me, Panarin. He's got 87 points this year on Columbus. Cam Atkinson, 41 goals. He got Popeye Jones on defense. Matt Duchesne, Ryan Zingle coming over from Ottawa. Then you just you look at Tampa. Steven Stamkos, 45 goals. Kucherov had 128 points this season. 40, yeah, 128 points in the NHL. 41 goals. Um, Braden Point, 41 goals. 
this series is awesome. There's going to be so much offense. Doc Emmerich's on the call for it as well. It's going to be fantastic. Best matchup of the first round. For me, Tampa Columbus, there are going to be some fireworks. Sweet. All right. I like that one. All right. So moving Good on. take. Thank you. Potential upset in the first round of the playoffs. Um, I got. No, I'm going to Caps. Caps. I think you think Carolina can win that one. I think they're a I young like team. Carolina's a, a fun team. team this year. I mean, I'm not a big fan of all the, you know, uh, the antics at the end of the game. I don't think that you don't like that. I, I like it, but like I don't want to see other teams do that because you know well, if hockey, the Bruins were doing, I think you'd like it. Mm, I, 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 if it was <laughs> yes, a one, if, 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 <laughs> don't lie. Yes, you I got you. If it was a, if it was a, if it was you a, a one-time no. thing, if it, if it was like a one-season se- thing, that's fine. But I don't think I like I like, I like hockey because hockey guys are like. You know, they grind it's it the out. It's the handshake line at the end. They it's, grind it's it respectful. out. It's hockey. I'm not trying to see. I'm not trying to see this like the NBA here. I'm not. This ain't, this ain't a circus. You know what I mean? Yeah, this we're, ain't a circus. we're not looking for these post game rituals here. So all right. Gross. So I like that. You, you think Carolina can win? That'd be fun. Carolina's high uh, scoring. I mean, I mean, I don't know how. Like, I mean, yeah. I think they could. That could be. You know, Ovechkin's still popping them in over there. I know. That's what, what worries me though. I think that. Uh, however, though, I do think that. Um, you know. The the Leafs could maybe I can see that happening. Oh wow, Matt doesn't. He's got Bruins in four. But Matt, what's your potential upset pick? I see you getting excited over there. So my thing is the Bruins are too good this year to not make the Eastern. Conference <laughs> they're too good, exactly. They're too good me. not to make. They're it. too good to not make the Eastern Conference Finals. And in order to make the Eastern Conference Finals, they might have to play the Lightning. Oh, so you're okay, gonna, you're gonna play I, I, was, I thought we were saving that. We so were. we were. <laughs> so what I'm saying for my first round upset is the Lightning are going to lose. Oh, he's got Columbus solely because the Bruins are destined for the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, and they're not. They don't want to have to play. You That's bold. You know what? Two bold takes out of you. I, I like was going to say, That's you know, how it's going to work. The Lightning are kind of becoming the Sharks of the East. We, uh, we disagree here. We had this text you conversation. Have, so we've this four times this week. Please. I, 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 said, it one, I said it once in the text, and I, we, I backed it up. And I proved you wrong. So, <laughs> all right. The Lightning have been phenomenal for the last decade. Yes. They've won conference final to show for it. They have they've been, had the, they've they, been in the two of the last three conference finals, and a Stanley right, Cup I mean, a few I mean, years I mean, ago. The, the Stanley Cup. They're losing one. in the first round. <laughs> they've been they've been in one Stanley Cup in, in in ten years. They've had the best record in the NHL for the last three seasons. That's right. Listen, if you want to say that they've underachieved and they should have won a cup, I totally agree with you. But they're, they're still better they than are loaded. They are they're they're loaded. loaded. They should they should win. They absolutely should win. And if they don't, like I don't know, like they they have the best defense, they have the best offense, they, have they do goaltending. Yep. They should they should win mm-hmm. the cup, but. Something tells me that I'm guessing you don't have them as you're saying. I, I don't think so. There. No, I, I don't. I don't believe. I, I think that they're probably there. I, I they're just not. I can't see them getting out of the East. Matt, Matt thinks they're not getting out of the first round. I, I, I don't. I can't. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I'd be very surprised. But all right. So my upset pick to look for, actually sticking with San Jose, is Vegas over San Jose. Uh, I think that'll be a really interesting matchup to watch out in the West. Vegas has been far from dominant this year like they were last year, but they're still really good. They're still very reliable. They've got a lot of reliable players. Riley Smith, Max Pacioretty, Paul Stasny, guys with playoff experience. They traded for guys like Mark Stone, who, yeah, only has the 11 points in the 18 games since he came over there. But you trade for a guy like Stone for a reason. It's the win in the playoffs. Uh, just last month, Vegas scored seven goals at San Jose. I-, I think they can pull this thing off. Now, San Jose is very good. Brett Burns is a D-man for them. He's got 83 points. That's insane. 16 goals. Uh, Eric Carlson, one of the best defenders in the league uh, as well. But when it comes down to goaltending, San Jose just doesn't have it. They've got a higher than league average goals against and the lowest save percentage in the entire NHL. Because of that, I think they're right for an upset, and I think you can see Vegas move on. So, that sticking, moving along here. Conference finals predictions. Well, I know we got the Bruins in for both yeah. of you. So, so yeah, so I got, one of the teams. I got the Bruins as, as one of them. Uh, so, in the East, I have the Bruins uh, versus the Penguins. That stinks, but all right. Yeah, um, because they're playing the Islanders. <laughs> I was waiting for that. They're going to win. At the West? And the West, I got Vegas against the Blues. Interesting. What are you doing? What do we think, Benjamin? Um, I think that... I think definitely the Bruins... I think the Bruins... I, I think the Bruins can actually beat the Lightning. I, think, I, I think, know you do. I think, it, I think the... In that second round, I think that... It's gonna be more the Lightning beating themselves than the Bruins be, beating <laughs> beating the Lightning because just because the Lightning are just filthy. 
And they are. That being said, yes. um, give me give me the conference finals. I think that it's gonna be them and yeah, I think that I think that the Penguins probably can make it back. The disrespect. Um also I, I I don't know if you saw this. It's an interesting coaching change. The Preds are hiring uh, Joe Quinville. I'm pretty sure I saw that. No, Panthers. Panthers. Are sorry. The Preds. The Preds are in the playoffs. They did not fire their coach. I promise. Um, but that'll be a good hire for uh, for Florida. But anyways, um, yeah, I think that I, I really don't know much about the West. To be very honest. Come on, just pick two teams. Just pick two teams. Give, Give me us two. two. Give me a prediction. Give us two. Because well, we'll, we'll what if you're right about? I mean, I think the Flames are pretty good, aren't they? They're the number one seed. So yeah, the Flames are good. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I don't know anything about the That's West. Right. What other team? Uh, they, I think they're probably going to get there. And then uh, probably the Oilers. The Oilers are not in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> they're not? No, the Oilers are not in the playoffs. With Connor, you set a link in the dog today of the show. You are everyone at the, the postseason teams. Where? <laughs> All right, so Moy has the Predators <laughs> against the Flames. So now I'll get into my conference finals. Oh my, oh my god, so Moy. Moy, you just. I don't even know what to say there. I'm going to try to stay on my game because I went stung. All right, so for the. I'm going to start out west. Okay. I have Winnipeg versus Calgary. Canada's back. Their last Stanley Cup appearance was Vancouver in 2011 when the Boston Bruins you don't won think Stanley Vegas Cup. is getting there? I don't think Vegas is getting there. No, okay. no, they gotta get past Calgary. Try Calgary's really Vegas, good, though. and I love Winnipeg. Uh, last win, then their last Stanley Cup win was in 1993, which is Montreal. So it's been a while for Canada, but I do think they get back to the Cup this year. In the East, Tampa, obviously. Don't give me that Bruins BS. And what then, do you mean? And then what do you mean? And then the Homer pick, the New York Islanders, are going to the conference finals. Play, I can see that. Play the Tampa Bay so Lions. would you like to know why I picked the Penguins? Because the Islanders, just because they're your team, are good to lose. I know you did it. You don't have to explain that. I know exactly why. I, I would did. also like to I, uh, apologize for my incompetence and blame and blame the current state of uh, hockey. You are blaming the current you just of, of hockey in Pennsylvania. On hockey in Pennsylvania because we don't really watch, we don't watch enough hockey down here. I, I do. I watch my Islanders. That's it. Yes, I it's down. very difficult to watch the Bruins down here. It's true. That's fair. That's fair. So more because yeah, he I, couldn't look at the computer screen. Because he couldn't read the computer screen. The state yeah, of the state Pennsylvania of ho- hockey teams for not being able to look at a computer screen. All right, so Moy's going to smoke. They need yeah, energy about hockey here. Okay. All right. All right, so I have Tampa against the Islanders. I have Tampa because they're just the best team, and the Islanders, I do think, just the defensive prowess uh, with the best turnaround, defensive like turnarounds in NHL history. I like the Caps, but that I have set up the revenge series, Barry Trotz against the Capitals, which he just won the Stanley Cup with last year, and I think the Islanders can get past them as well. So I have Tampa against the Islanders in the East. And my Stanley Cup is Tampa against Winnipeg. I think Winnipeg's able to get past Calgary uh, with that crazy atmosphere in Winnipeg, and I think Tampa takes on the Cup this year. I think they finally get it done. They are just too good, and so I stick with that. Would you like to know who we have? I would love to hear who you have. Benjamin, who do you have in the finals? Who do you think? Who do you think? Just make your pick so I can go to break at 748. Who do you think had 100 points for the first time in almost 20 years in the franchise history? Tampa had 126. What's your point? Anyways, Brad Marchand, (laughs) that whole line, Patrice Bergeron. All right, so Bruins against who? Uh, I, I'll go against the, the Flames. Okay, yeah, at least you picked the team that's in the playoffs this time, and who wins? <laughs> I think, I think All right, the Bruins win the Stanley Cup. Matthew, who wins the Stanley Cup? <laughs> I, got, I got the Bruins. I got, I got the Bruins against Vegas, Bruins four. All right, so we have two Bruins and a Tampa Bay pick. That'll wrap up our NHL previews. Me. We are we are losing our minds here. We are going to send Not it. My strong we are going to send it to a break. Get into Masters talk. We got Jack Sherwood oh, calling Oh, this will in. be a strong segment yes. coming up, though. I am very, very excited. This is round trip on 89-1. All hell has breaking loose. It's NHL playoffs time, and we'll be back after the break. Moy, we're still on the air. Don't say anything. Back here on WXVU 89-1, Villanova Radio. And that was some Masters music. Uh, for everyone that wasn't sure, Benjamin, I know. Did that just make your day? It did. And I am very offended that uh, our, our compadre over here thinks that that is not good music. I'm going to say it's one of the more sacred songs in all of sports. And I don't know who else, you know, no one can disagree with me with on that one. With Jim Nance on the monologue and you get a little hello, friends. Hello, friends. How can you beat that? You can't beat that. It's that simple. You can't. No, absolutely not. And so we have Jack Sherwood on the line joining in for our Masters Talk. Sherwood, how are we doing? I'm doing well, brothers. How are we doing? Fantastic. Let's see if we can get that mic a little bit better. Hold on. 
perfect. All right, so let's get into it. Yep, you're all good. All right, so we're, we're going to start off with just a simple question first. I know Moy's very excited. We'll start with Sherwood. Sherwood, why is the Master so special? Uh, there's a lot of different things that makes the Master special, Pat. Is there's, well, first off, uh, Moy, uh, Wood, Pat, I have everyone happy Master's Monday. start off with that to start with. Of course, happy Master's Monday. We're almost there. Uh, yeah, so there's there's a lot of different things that, you know, make it special. Obviously, you know, starting with the walk down or the drive down Magnolia Lane with, you know, coming down to the end, um, let the players take the drive down and they get right in front of the clubhouse. And, um, you know, there's such few members and it's such a prestigious, you know, golf club, golf course and golf club in America. Like it's the, um, you know, one of the top, one of the top two. I think uh, Cypress Point is actually number one, so the master is the Whoa. Yeah, it does, more. I know. Mm-hmm. Cypress Point out in, uh, like, Pebble Beach. Yes. What are you saying right now? Well, uh, Moy's Moy, got defended. Oh, no, well, I know, but I know. I, to me, you know, Gus is number one, but, you know, there's just so much, you know, so many different things that makes it special with, you know, the exclusive, exclusivity of, like, the tickets, you know, sure. how hard they're, you know, how hard they are to come by. You know, they can only buy you know, the apparel and everything, you know, on the grounds, and that they call it, you know, like patrons and everything, and just with the crow's nest, with, you know, all three different bridges that they have, with the different flowers, you know, and obviously Amen Corner, so, um, you know, there's just so many different things, you know, there's just a long, long list with the Champions Dinner, with Amen Corner, and then, um, you know, obviously, you know, all topping it off with the green jacket, which, you know, the winner can take it home throughout the first year that they win. So Patrick Reed, you know, had it all year round. And then after that, they actually, the Green Jackets cannot leave the grounds of Augusta National. So like Phil, Tiger, you know, Jordan, Bubba, those guys, you know, the whole year is they have to stay, you know, in the champions locker room as opposed to, you know, being able to, you know, flaunt them and wear them around throughout the whole world. Sure. Yeah, I absolutely love it. And I know we discussed it. Like, this is the the reason why you have your classes early on Tuesday, Thursday, so that you can make sure you can get Masters Thursday and be able to watch that afternoon coverage. No, it is. That's why I set it up for two, two weekends. It was, uh, you know, March Madness opening round and then for Augusta National so that I could watch, you know, the Masters. I could watch Thursday and then Friday and not have to worry about, you know, anything. Ladies and gentlemen, that is how you set up a schedule through through (laughs) a schedule builder right there. I love it. I love it so much. Moy, why do you love Augusta? Or do you want to just get into the analysis? I mean, where do I start? I, 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 mean, I might have to cut you off, but... I'll, I'm where, quick. I'm where quick where do quick. I start? You you go then. I'll, I'll be, be quick. Matthew. It basically marks the beginning of spring for uh, me. Hey, there it's you go. Warm it's so now. much more than that, though. That's my take. Moy, it's your turn. <laughs> Moy, your turn. If Sam Brush is listening right now, which I know he's not, he'll listen to the podcast. He's listening tomorrow, he said. Yeah, he'll listen. But if Sam Brush is listening... He is the only person that I know of that has gone to Augusta. Uh, Sherwood went. You went? Sherwood was last year. Yeah, I went last year. I actually, on 16, when Spieth was making his run through, like, the back nine, we started following him around, and at 16, when he made that long birdie putt, Spieth's family was right next to me, and they tapped me on the shoulder. When they're on the green, they go, do you know who's away? And I turn around, and I'm like, oh, my God, that's Spieth's dad, Spieth's brother, his fiance and, and uh, agent, and they asked me, like, who's away? And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's JT. You know, JT comes up, cleans up his par. You know, Jordan comes up, you know, drains his, you know, 30-foot birdie putt, immediately turn around and jump in a group hug high five with the four Spieth, with the with Spieth camp. And, like, I was a part of that little, you know, I was a part of the, the amazingness for like a little bit, and then immediately left and was like, to, and was like, "Good luck to your, good luck to your guy, and bring home another." So, jacket. so did you hear like the roar through the trees? Oh, that's that's it's yeah, it's, exactly. it's another sound that I've 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 it heard is. explained to me is is unlike any other really. No, it was nothing. Is when we started, we caught Spieth at I think it was at eleven when he was putting at eleven, and then um, you know par. Then I believe twelve par three pars, and then. Um, 13 the par five first par five on the back he ends up you know trying to go for the green in two because he's got to make up ground and he gets on there and i turn i was with my two of the brothers my dad and i said i really hope spieth makes this eagle putt so we can be a part of like an augusta roar and sure. he missed it and then <laughs> you know you know taps in cleans up cleans up birdie following 14 birdie 15 birdie 16 we go there and it was one of those moments where you couldn't see anything and all i was doing was just watching the crowd and especially, like, on the left side by where, like, the water is by Ike's Pond. 
like it's a, like natural amphitheater, so I just watched the people just start to stand up and just like listen to everyone, and it was it was it's, I'm getting chills right now, boy. It was like the one of the greatest like thirty seconds, minute and a half of golf that I've ever witnessed. It's I, just the coolest. Thing I've heard it. It's the most unbelievable sensory experience you could have from the oh, sounds big, you big hear words, to the things you see to just the, the, the aura taste, about even. it. It is, no, it is. Like, there's not one blade out of, according to, uh, and this is a quote from Sandbrush, there's not one blade of grass out of place. That's what he, that's what was the first thing he said that he noticed when he went. No, me and my, me and my two older brothers would be, you know, huge, love all the Augusta National, everything, so, no, when we walked up there, and you walk in, and it's, like, about a half mile from the gates to the actual, like, to the, to the grounds, to where the, like, first hole is, and when you walk up there and you see it, it was like it took my breath away. Oh, like when you when you walk up and you see and you see eighteen green with that huge leaderboard, it was just like holy cow. And then we went back to Amen Corner. We were like walking around to try to go find a seat. And I literally grabbed them and I said, oh, "Hang on one second, because you just have to take in, you know, the eleven green with the water behind, then with Ray's Creek in the background, like you know, with the par three twelfth hole of just like just sitting there." And that was like honestly, twelve and thirteen are the most beautiful holes in golf. And oh. that's, you know, another thing that makes it amazing. Sure, what I wish you could see Moy's face right now. Well, yeah, you are. You just made Moy's like you. Oh my lord! Yeah, I've no, never boy, seen we'll, him happier. We'll talk. We'll talk about it obviously more tonight, watching the game and throughout the whole week. But like it was, I told my mom yesterday on the phone. I was like, I already have huge FOMO, but I'm not there. Like I'm sitting there and I'm like talking with you guys. It was. I had like we had. We were thinking maybe we had the opportunity to go, but. We did, and so I'll be home watching, you know, with you guys, which is... Oh, we're going to have a great time Thursday, Friday, uh, Saturday, Sunday, too, but... But it's just... Yeah, no, but it's just... Holy cow, boy, it's like... It's it's amazing. Oh, yeah, no, second we get out of Kirsting on, on Thursday, yeah, we're, Kirsten, heading, yeah. we're, we're heading back no, and we're watching. We are, we are no, I, when I leave that, I'm... I'm not even. I'm not leaving my... I'm not leaving my computer or screen that has <laughs> the Masters on. And what also, too, is really cool about the Masters is... They have kind of like the game cast, you know, of like what each player is doing. Sure. So you can follow where, you know, if you want to watch speech, like, you know, on the first, you know, couple hours, Thursday, Friday, they don't have live coverage until I like, could start 2.30 on ESPN. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But then they have like on Masters.com, they have featured groups and they have Amen Corner. And I believe it's uh, number 15, the par five as well. But like you can, if Spieth, you know, on the front nine and you don't know what he's doing is you can literally watch him like stroke by stroke, which is. You know, another thing that, you know, they just, they dot every I, cross every T and do, you know, Augusta National just takes care of, you know, everything. Yeah, like absolutely. They, it no. is. It's just amazing. It's it's the first major. It's the best major. I'm so excited. So let's, get, let's get into the preview there. So starting with right. pl- player to watch, I'll, I'll go first on this one, just a quick look at it. For me, I say don't overthink it. It's Brooks Kepka. He's going for his really? four, fourth major, uh, his first Masters victory. He missed the tournament last year with a wrist injury. It'd be really interesting to see if he can take this one home because then he'd be going for a career grand slam uh, earlier this year. Kepka's been a machine. We've seen what we, he can do. We know he can take it under the pressure, and I think Kepka going into Augusta would be a very interesting player to watch, see if he can take this thing home and take home number four. Moy? <laughs> I'm not going to predict a winner. Oh, because, we're not up to that yet. That's, that's but, later. But it's like, just a player to watch. I, I'm going to tell you there is one player that, I think needs to be watched. I think he's got one more little run in him. I'm not saying he's gonna win. Oh God. Is, he is. is he lefty? Is he? That's a whole. Uh, let me uh, get, I'll get that one. Okay. All right. uh, I I do think that you know, Fred Couples is Freddie is Couples. He, he's he's prone wow. to uh, have I think one more go at it. I'm not sure he's I'm gonna be there on it. Sunday, but I think he could be on the leaderboard in the first page on Saturday. I wouldn't be surprised. I'd like that. And uh, also, uh, you know. A given. I'm. A, I'm actually not even sure if he's in the tournament this year. But uh, a, a very se- se- uh, Friday. Or, or sorry, every a very Thursday Friday player, Charlie Hoffman, probably will be on the leaderboard <laughs> there. He's, he's eighty to one odds to win it all. But there you go. Is he like the, he? Is it very? Is it? What are the odds for him to be he in the is. lead after two rounds? Yeah, no, boy, that's a great point. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Boy, taking shots. I love fair. it. Uh, Matthew, player to watch. Player to watch. <laughs> My player to watch is Molinari. Of course, Connor's guy. Yeah, well, he's my player to watch because Birdman always hypes him up. Yeah. And he's Birdman's winner, so I think he's going to... Birdman's winner. I think he's a player to watch. He's definitely not going to win, but he's definitely a player to watch. Interesting. And Sherwood, your player to watch. Uh, I'm kind of on the same boat with Francesco, but I've got another one, a European, Paul Casey. He's Casey, been, I like that. 
He's been hot. He just won Valspar like yesterday. Or yep. I don't think he won yet. Did he win yesterday? Uh, but he won. I think so, right? No, I think they, they, had, a, they had a new. They had uh no, he won a couple weeks ago. There was something Valspar. with a V yesterday. I'm blanking yeah. on what it was. Yeah. It was um it was uh, but I think the, the guy that won yesterday was a first time winner. But no, Paul Casey's hot. And the main thing that I look at for players to watch at Augusta, and Moy can probably attest to this, and um, Birdman and everyone, and obviously Pat is players that are going to do well at Augusta are players that have played there before. They've done well before. They know how you know how the greens are going to roll, where to hit it. You know, I think it's yeah. very it's very tough for just in general for you know a rookie second year, you know, like to someone like sure. yes, come in and obviously you know win a tournament with you know you got to have nerves of steel, but then you think. You know, you stand on, you know, 70th hole, 71st hole, 72nd hole. And if you have the lead in a tournament, in a major, at Augusta to win the green jacket, it's like, you know, you've got to be nervous. But Paul Casey has the track record. He's hot. He's doing really well. So that's my player to watch. I like that a lot. All right. So for a player that we're worried about heading into the week, so I'll start again. And actually, a guy that was mentioned a little earlier, I'll stick with that. Mine's, it's Jordan Spieth. And I, I, just, I was going to say the same Yeah, it's just looking at Spieth. So Spieth's outside the top 150 so far this year for strokes gained on the PGA Tour. He doesn't have a top 30 finish so far in, in any other events uh, this year. But then again, he's never f- finished worse than tied for 11th at the Masters. So what type of Spieth we get, we'll have to see. I'm not exactly high on what the, which Jordan we get uh, this upcoming week. But uh, I definitely would like to see him in contention, but I have a feeling this could be a missed cut for Spieth if he doesn't get things going, right? Um, <clears throat> I think it all comes down to his putting. Sure. I think that he's been in his own head with that lately. I I, I, I watched a little bit of his round on Sunday. Um, yesterday, actually, sorry. Uh, uh, in Texas, it just happened to be on. And I think that he just was, like, all over the place. Like, first tee, like, he hit it, like, way right. <laughs> And like in like this little like wooded area, and I and I just think that like if he knows how to play that course, everyone knows. It's just you know you know you have to know hit what quadrant of the green, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think that I, I would have to say you know I don't think he's going to win, but I don't think he's going to miss the cut. I don't think, think he's that, miss cut. I think he'll make the cut, but I don't think he'll win. I think the player that I'd be very curious to see, who I think has played like pretty you know pretty well, is um, Kucher. Yep. I think that he could maybe do well. I mean, I really, I, like I said, I really can't see a clear favorite in this this Masters sure. like previous years. No, absolutely, Matthew. Uh, yeah, other than Spieth. You can go with Spieth if you think it's Spieth. Well, yeah, I think it's Spieth, but to be a little bit different out there, Jason Day is a guy that sure. I look at that was kind of billed as not the next Tiger, but one of the next, one of the next like big-time contenders. He was super consistent for a yeah. long time. Yeah, and he's kind of fizzled out recently, so I could see him. He's Right now, he's 25-1 to 1 odd favorites, which is top 10, I want to say, um, going into this. So I would say he's a guy that could easily miss the cut. He hasn't been very consistent enough recently. Sure, and Sherwood, who are you worried about going into the league? Uh, two guys. I'll obviously, you know, piggybacking off of Spieth. I think that, you know, where it's the short stick for him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, you know, putting's been tough. I think, you know, even dating back to 2016 when he was, um, you know, obviously everyone looks at, you know, 12 when he put a couple in the pond, but I look back to the whole before at 11 in 2016 when he took out three wood and he ended up, you know, right there, you know, the nerves started to hit him and he kind of, you know, he said he's obviously always, um, you know, top 11 doing well, but, the other I'm gonna look at, and this is really hot take, hot take, uh, take quake is Rory. I think oh, is the odds on favorite. I love it. I think Rory is on player to watch. Not that he's not gonna miss the cut, sure. but I think that he has a mental block when it comes to Augusta. If As you look at, if you look at 2011, he is 54 hole lead. You know, four four shot lead. He gets to the back nine and then just balloons. He ends up. I think it was an eight over 80. I believe in the final round. You look at last year too. In contention, um, you know, kind of starts starts to get that little bit of whispers. You know, when he, um, you know, he's a two. I think he was two back a read, and the first two holes ends up, you know, pulling close with three D birdies, birdies the par five second, and all of a sudden, you know, they're neck and neck even, and then he just falls off for seventy four two over, and obviously, you know, when it's fight or flight, I think that he ends up, you know, just falling behind, and I think that just Augusta will. He is white well. I think it's. I think he's going to be like Greg Norman. he's always going to be the bridesmaid, but never the bride. I, think I like that. I, I think my hot take is, and Rick, you can write this on the board. <laughs> Rory will take never win. 
Rory will never win a Masters, and I love Rory to death. Amazing guy, really good, like, huge fan, but I just think there is a mental block when it comes to Augusta with Rory, more specifically Sunday, the Sunday round. I, I love that. I love strong opinions. I love bold takes, and that definitely is under that. And so, all right, last part of the preview, we get to the fun part, winner take all here. Who is taking home that green jacket? We'll just stick with the same order. I'm going with a guy that I have been a big supporter of. It's John Rahm for me this week. Rahm puts it together for me. Uh, going off of Sherwood's criteria, you have to play well at the Masters. No, the course he finished fourth last year at the Masters. He was a Ryder Cup winner uh, in the fall, played spectacular over in France. Past two years, he's got 16 top 10 finishes, and uh, he's number nine in the world right now. Uh, shot 11 under at that Masters in which he finished fourth. And I, I think Rahm is able to put it all together this week and, and take home a green jacket. Benjamin. Um, <clears throat> I would normally go with my guy Phil here. <laughs> of course. That's what I expect. I mean, I want Phil to win so bad, but he's been playing so poorly. He hasn't been, I mean, he played, he won that, he won at, uh, Pebble earlier. But, he, he won but the he's match. been so up and down. He beat Tiger. In that, <laughs> that was, that was, don't, we're not talking about that. That was, that was terrible golf. We're not talking about that. That was not golf. Um, yeah, Phil's just been so up and down that, I mean, I, I absolutely could see him winning. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I'm, he's definitely going to be on my watch list. Be. But that being said, I do think that um, I think that maybe Ricky could break you know break oh, out this year. So. God, I'm really so. hoping for Ricky um, or Cooch. So those are my three players to watch. I, I really, I, I mean, like I said, like golf nowadays, there's not really like a dominant figure. Sure. Like, wait, there hasn't been like recently. Like Jordan, he was the last guy to really have like a dominant run for you know certain amount of majors. I, I don't think Kepka's has been as if as, he wins as this impressive. one, he's entering that right, area. Right, right. Sure. but like, but I don't, I can't see him. You know, with the touch, I don't think he has enough as much experience as some of these other guys that are playing at Augusta much longer and stuff like that. Sure. So I do think that of those three players, I think the, you know, I'm just throwing in Phil for, for last. Sure. But, I like it. But I do think that that's, you know, fair assessment. I'm rooting for Ricky. He's my favorite golfer not named Tiger Woods, so I hope Ricky can take it down. Matthew. Yes, we talk about guys that we haven't really seen a dominant run from. Well, I think we're actually going to see the beginning of a dominant run at 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 the Masters. It's going to start now, and it's going to be Tommy Fleetwood. Oh, you <laughs> love Tommy Fleetwood. That's your guy. That's it. That's all I need to say. It's just Fleetwood just time. Wa- just watch. Just watch the Masters. Listen, he almost set the the course record at um, at Shinnecock at the U.S. Open, so you know he can put it together. On yeah, that you're final telling me. There. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so Tommy Fleetwood, interesting one to watch, and I definitely see him in contention final day. And Sherwood, who is the pick for the Masters? Who's the pick? I'm gonna go with Moy. I'm gonna say Ricky. I think also piggybacking off of Moy. I think uh, players to watch. Um, who it, uh, Bubba and Phil, because obviously Augusta helps with the That's left-hand players. Yep. But got to go with Maury with, there with uh, Ricky. I think he's you know hot. I think he's ready. I think he's primed to win. He won at Phoenix earlier. He almost won at the Honda. He was really close. I actually saw a quote today um, that I was reading. He said, you know, I'm more, I'm more ready to win than I ever have been. He's always done well at the Masters. I think it's time for him to do it. And one last like closing note, I was looking at the weather earlier. It was supposed to be nice. But it looks like scattered showers for Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, Ooh. more like PM showers. What's the temperature? So I, went, uh, I think still like mid sixties, low seventies. But but that's I think that I think winning score is going to be around two seventy seven at minus thirteen. I think that we might have kind of like a Tommy Fleetwood U.S. Open where you know get on there, post a score, get a leader in the clubhouse, and apply some pressure. Interesting. Where I think Interesting that, you know take. once it starts to get rainy and you know chilly with the winds, I think that it could. You know, those last, you know, the last group, the penultimate group, I think they could, you know, could be in a little bit of trouble if it starts to, you know, get to iffy. iffy yeah, it might be an advantage to go out earlier on Sunday, though. It is, yeah, with the wind and everything. So that's why we always, we always get usually a Friday, or usually, usually a Friday rainstorm, but it looks like we might get a little bit of rain both days. So I think that, um, you know, get out there early, post a score, softer greens, just everything, get, get, get out of there before, you know, the weather starts to turn sour. If, you know, obviously we're still four or five days away, so that could could completely change and turn on its head, and they could, you know, have record low numbers. But I think I think it's going to be someone from, like, the further back pack that, or not further back pack, but, you know, maybe second. Earlier. Earlier. No, I know, I know yeah. what you're talking about. I think sure. the, the, the wind is the big factor there, because even though it doesn't look windy all the time, the, the wind often is swirling around in the trees up there, and you just never know. So, like, that's, those, that's why a lot of shots often go astray, on, you know, especially those approach shots. And that's why I think Kepka is like a far shot because he's a big long hitter guy. You're not really known for like having a ton of touch on the approach shots. And those are the keys. If you can, you can, if you can hit in the right spots and, and that's all, that's all it is. Just the approach shots, having, knowing like having that kind of down the line, um, 
thoughts of Augusta. No, absolutely. All right, so that'll wrap up the the Masters talk. That was a great segment. I really enjoyed it. Sherwood, thank you so much for coming on. Yes, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Of course, we might have to have you on for some uh, some Buffalo Bills draft preview <laughs> at some point. I would love that. Bills Mafia, all the way <laughs> Bills, Sabres, anything, Western New York, you name it, I'm there. Chicken wings, whatever you need, I'm your guy. That's perfect. So thank you so much for coming on. That'll wrap up our Masters segment. We're going to send it to one more quick break and then finish up with some miscellaneous and around the Nova Nation. This is Round Chipper on 89.1 WXVU. Back here on Round Chipper to wrap things up. Awesome master segment there. Really, really enjoyed that. So, again, thank you to Sherwood for calling in there. So, starting with miscellaneous. First full week of baseball is down, and Cody Bellinger cannot be stopped. Seven home runs, a 455 average. Dodgers are on top of the world right now. Actually, at one point over the weekend, the Dodgers had more home runs than the Rockies had scored runs this year. So that's tough. He also cost Saad his fantasy matchup in week one. So Cody, yeah, so Cody Bellinger just causing havoc right now uh, for the Dodgers. So like I guess I don't want to draw conclusions uh, this early. It's literally a weekend. But saying that, let's go to the Red Sox. Who uh, Not looking great, I'll be very honest. Worst, excuse me, second worst start by a defending champion in Major League Baseball history. So uh, my Bostonians, how are we feeling? Um, I, I, I'm really worried that the pitching has been... Uh-huh, that's where I was going. I don't even know how to explain that. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's one thing if, like, Sale has, like, been tired and throwing low ve- velocities down to but, start the but, year. But it's, like, everyone. Like, everyone's had, like, at least one game where it's just, like, come on. Like, they lost, like, what did they lose? Like, 12 to, 12 to 7 or something like that? To, yeah, like, the Diamondbacks? Times. Diamondbacks yeah, and the Mariners were both lighting them up. I, I, I don't know what to say about the team. I don't know what I, you would think like they go into spring training. I, I thought like, Oh, their heads in a good spot. Like they, they want to win still. But I mean, I don't know if it's the, the I, maybe it's the, the, they've made the excuse that it's the, the travel, the West but, it's Coast the, trip. but it's the beginning of the season. So I don't think there's any excuse for them to start off this poorly. They need to start winning some games. Matt, what do you think about them coming home? I'll be more concerned about the Red Sox if they're if they're doing this in a month and a half from now. It's yeah, it's so early in the season. It's yeah, so hard to make any exactly predictions. But I am excited to see them finally get back in Fenway and finally play some home games. Yeah, if, if it's June, if it's May or beginning of June and they're still well under five hundred, oh I'll yeah, be then you start absolutely no. You're this listening. Is, this weekend. is this is this is nothing because they could easily turn this around and this goes away in two weeks if they're winning. No, sure. It's just the the one interesting and concerning thing is just that so they've got the most runs allowed so far in Major League Baseball and their best starter ERA is currently David Price right now and it's a six. That is their best starter ERA. Yeah, I, but the pitching will turn around. I yeah, think not everyone's not going to have a terrible. No, year. of yeah, course not. Yeah. But just MLB player, just just a little like scary that. to start from the Sox. All right, into NBA. Brooklyn and Orlando clinched playoff spots this week, so that leaves one playoff spot left. The West is all done. Miami, Detroit, and Charlotte battling for the final spot. Who gets it? Miami or Charlotte. I don't think I think Detroit. I don't think Detroit's gonna make it. Matt, uh, Miami had a chance to clinch the final I, yeah. spot last night, and they blew it. They're playing. So Miami's got the Sixers and the Nets left, which are two playoff no, teams. No, yeah, Miami had a shot to 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 get a spot, and they lost to the um they lost the Raptors last night on a controversial call at the end of the game. But that's really it was it was not that controversial at all. They made a big deal out of nothing. I would go with Charlotte. I like their roster, top to bottom, the best out of all those teams. Kemba Walker is the best player on all three of these teams left. I know people are going to say, oh, Dwayne Wade's the vet. Don't, don't give me that. Yeah, no, Kemba Walker is the one. best player on all three of these teams that's left, and he'll he'll catapult his team at the end when they need it. They'll make they'll make the playoffs. I like that. So we get interesting here because I'm going to go with the Pistons. So all three of us have different uh, different picks there. So I'm picking the Pistons solely off of, A, they control their own destiny and that they have a one-game lead currently, and, B, they play the Grizzlies and the Knicks to finish up the year. <laughs> Definitely the easiest schedule out of the two. Yeah, good to blow it. Watch this. Ed, Ed's very the possible. Knicks are gonna, the Knicks are going to... And the Knicks clinched the best, Knicks, the worst record. Excuse me. The Knicks so. are going to find a way to, to win out at the end of the, at the end. They of the beat year. Washington yesterday. Watch this. So Watch this. here come the Knickerbockers. Watch out. Um, and well, we'll just go to Nova Nation because the rest of it isn't, isn't that big. We'll, we'll get into that at, at other times. So around the Nova Nation, uh, women's tennis with a 3-0 and week wins over Seton Hall, LaSalle, and Providence. So go Nova Women's Tennis. Men's Lacks with a 12-11 to 11 road win at Denver, which is a people, my cousin was at gigantic the, people, win. People sleep on that. That is Denver is a unbelievable My cousin was at that game. Cousin was at that game. Yeah, he's, he's from Denver. That's really cool. So it's talking about people sleeping on it. That is Denver's first Big East loss in five years. Really? No, five De- Denver years. Is no, Denver's nasty. I, yes. that. I did not know it was their first Big East loss in five years. Unbelievable lacrosse. So that, that, that makes Yale and Denver Villanova's beaten this year. So huge, huge They did lose to Drexel. Who knows? Yeah we, we, yeah, we don't need to talk about that. Okay. 
saying. I mean, they still be ranked. You know so I mean? men's lacks again, 12-11 road win at Denver. Just cannot overstate how huge a win that is. So 7-4 and four on the year now. Next up at Georgetown. Next home game against St. John's. But I believe we're home on Easter break. So that's sad. But hey, uh, go go Wildcats. There's softball. Won four to nothing against Providence over the, over the weekend, and I just have track down, but our track athlete's not here, so mm-hmm. I can't give an update. But they were at Providence over the weekend. He ran a PR, so that's awesome. Go KB, proud of you. That's awesome. Um, any final thoughts here? Big weekend for uh, rowing. Uh, where are you guys going? Me and Philly. Excited. Potential wins. Matt Woods. Win this Matt Woods re-debut. I'm excited. I'm not about how he is feeling, but but I think this is, this is a big weekend for us. Can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. So can't wait. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Can't there wait. is the energy. All right. So that's our show. We got a national championship game and still an hour until tip off. Cause you gotta love that nine twenty tip for the national it's title game. Unbelievable. That way. It's ridiculous. So we're all on Virginia hey. minus a point and a half, except maybe Moy, I think. I've Virginia's just, winning. I, I think. I don't know. What, I, I don't know. I, none of us really know what it is. Virginia's winning second. going away, but I picked Texas Tech. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, so Moy has picked both teams. So we will see what happens. I, ask him about the NHL. Who's, who's picking yeah, Moy, the Moy, do you think the Oilers can win the cup? If McDavid gets hot, watch Peter out. Really, Peter Chirelli really screwed up another franchise there. That's, That's why they fired him. Two for him. two. Yep. So he got two fired. He got two. fired mid-season, just to say as a head. I completely but forgot about that. I, yes. I, you also forgot that they're not in the playoffs. I, I, I you know. read the sheet in front. Really, he really has a sheet from picks the Oilers. I didn't see the link. I didn't see the link. The giant hyperlink I have on the sheet, but hey, it's all good. So thank you everyone for tuning into Round Tripper. Again, podcast will go up tomorrow morning. So t- every Tuesday morning, search Round Tripper on iTunes and Spotify. You can listen. You can download. You can subscribe so you never have to miss anything. We're live every Monday. I don't think we are going to be live next week. Well, I won't be here. Maybe these guys will be running the show uh, because I'm going to the Met game because the Mets play the Phillies next Monday night. So we'll see what happens. But I will definitely be on two weeks from tonight. But again, thank you so much to everyone for listening. This is Round Shipper for Matt Wood and Ben Moy. I'm Pat Zhang, also for Conrad Bayer sitting out this week. We hope to have him back as soon as possible. Again, thank you so much. This is 89.1 WXVU, and go Cats.